Welcome to the Inside the Upside Down from the Mike Ricksecker audio journey from MikeRicksecker.com and Haunted Road Media. Welcome to Inside the Upside Down. I don't know why the intro music didn't play and then the clips seem to have come in halfway. So, um... Thanks for joining tonight. We were going to have our chat shenanigator Shauna with us tonight. However, um, partway through the last show, the edge of the rabbit hole, um, her she's had issues with, with vertigo and that started flaring up on her partway through the show. Um, she might be hanging with us a little while in chat for maybe about as long as she can. I don't know if, if she's shown up down in there yet. Um, but... We're without her. She was going to be, you know, in the uh, in the interview tonight, and I didn't get myself any water. <laughs> I know you're hurting. Okay, it's the between show thing. I, I'm like hurrying to to get everything together. So um, you like the intro still, according to Zippy? Okay, well, um, yeah, there was some cool music. I had chosen some different music for tonight, and it just didn't play. I don't know. So please put some eyes. Uh, some positive energy out there for Shauna, please. And so, because she's been dealing with this for a while. The doctors did some things several months ago. Um, and it's still, it was a little bit better then, but now it's like really been acting up lately. So, um, please do that for her. I would appreciate it because she has, she has a lot to say about um, our particular subject for tonight. And um, I actually wasn't going to spend too much time in the Golden Rod, although there were some Golden Rod clips there. And, um, her being on this end of it, music always gets her. So if she's going to watch it, the music's going to get her. But she, if she was on this end of it, she wasn't going to hear the music. I mean, our uh, our Periscope people down here, Tom McNicholas, if Lynn's White is down in there too, they would can attest to they didn't hear the music. Um, even the one that played with the, the video clip that I played. So you don't hear it on this end. So, um, so yeah, we're going to talk a bit tonight about haunted history. Uh, the how it's endangered and things that we are doing here at Haunted Road Media to try to um, help with that. And so it's something that we've been talking a bit about on the Haunted Road Media uh, Facebook page for a while now. We've been doing some uh, specialized videos out there, um, kind of almost like a vlog style and kind of our journey to, uh, to helping out with that. We uh, did a special spot at the Swift uh, Mansion Core Orphanage area last weekend so um, be sure to check that out if you haven't already and there's a lot more things uh, coming up that we're going to do so um, yeah and I appreciate all you guys saying that down in the chat for for Shauna um, yeah um, and crazy Canuck, uh wife getting vertigo as well it's like it's something that's really been affecting Shauna for for a while um, probably almost the past year so um, so yeah it's just it's just me tonight so, um, something that I you know, really wanted to get into tonight about um, these different locations um, and how the history uh, really you know, plays out that it's not, just, you know, it's not just going into an old building and learning about some names and dates and maybe you see some old photographs um, of people there or maybe what the building looked like, maybe there's an old painting. Um, heck, sometimes you go into these historic locations and there might be a placeholder painting, um, especially ones that are several hundred years old. There might be a painting up there that's supposed to represent, best of their knowledge, what somebody looked like. It might not even necessarily be that. It's not, a, it's not about 
that kind of stuff. Um, that's kind of like the boring history class. And it's kind of something I've talked about before where the best history teachers are storytellers. I was fortunate enough that I had a couple of very good storytellers as teachers when, uh, as uh, history teachers when I was in high school. So thank you, Mr. Kilbreth and Mr. Fetters. Um, very good at what they did. Unfortunately, I also met a lot of people that were like, their history teachers just name, dates, that's it. And so they thought history was very boring. But when you get into the story of the places and you know the real people that were there and the real things that happened and you know, it could have been battle won, lost right there on the land. Um, you know, it makes it very, very interesting. So, um, Jeremy Rubino is also dealing. Okay, thank you, Joanne. I uh, appreciate that. So, um, and thanks, Greg. I appreciate that. <laughs> um, so, yes, that said, when you walk into these locations, it's not just the names and dates. It's an overall feeling, overall ambience of those stories coming to life right before you. You know, for me, I can actually feel that history seeping out of the woodwork. If it happens to be woodwork, it could be stonework, right? Um, but there's something in the air, there's an energy, there's a vibe, there's something going on that you really pick up on what is going on there um, or had gone on there you can almost imagine with your own eyes um, the history being played out before you and so you learn a little bit along the way um, as you're going through a uh, historic location that okay these things happened over here and those things happened over there and you can actually start to see it and actually start to feel it all throughout you so um, a clip that I wanted to play is my first foray into uh, the Goldenrod Showboat. And the clip itself doesn't really seem like much because I end up panning up onto the ceiling and uh, I'm showing the tin work and the peeling paint and all that that's up there. So it seems like, okay, what the hell is he doing? Um, but you get the, you know, the initial walkthrough and then there's that panning up. And basically what was going on with me at that time was... That like I, kind of like I just described, I could feel that history just start to envelop me and overwhelm me. Um, I was actually on my own during this. Shauna had just opened up the Golden Rod. This is actually when I first met her, and she was chatting with a couple people out there. You know, kind of she had just let me in. I'm just walking through with my video camera, and this is actually what I think my first interaction with Annie occurred because I felt something like around my neck and ear in this spot. So I'm gonna play it. Um, if I can find, yep, it should be this one right here. So there's n not much for volume because it's just me kind of walking in. Play, come on. There we go. So yeah, and then I pan up on the tin. But during this moment, I am feeling so much energy around me, having just first walked into this place. And that's the end of the clip. So, I mean, I've used that, a little bit of that clip before, just for, you know, like a music montage of walking into the Goldenrod. Um, but it's in that very moment where I first got the initial vibe of this place. And, you know, I, 
wasn't Captain Minky at first. Like I said, maybe it was Annie down there. It, it, I thought it was somebody that was female down there, but it's what I mean with history coming alive at these locations. It's, it's just, it's there. It, it exists. It's ever present. You know, it, it's, it doesn't ever go away. You know, we talk about, you know, living history museums or what have you, where you actually get to interact with, you know, the artifacts that are there and, you know, maybe some people play some roles and all that. But it's more than that because of the fact that it is still going on. It's still there. It's the real people, the people that actually lived back then that are still around you. <clears throat> and I think that's something that's really just... Some people are just miss. They just don't understand. They just don't get. And that's why, you know, they're uh, so willing to just be like, oh, yeah, it's an old structure. Um, we're just going to let it go. Goodbye. Um, yeah. <laughs> Is the upside down a real thing? <clears throat> um, a little off topic, but um, and that's from B. Davidson. The, ups, uh, the upside down would be um, basically looking at a parallel, uh, parallel universe, you know, like a uh, alternate reality, um, another dimension maybe. So, you know, the way they uh, show it in Stranger Things is, you know, you go through almost like a portal, um, through a gate. And when you come out on the other side of that gate, it's the world as we know it, but, you know, it's of course blue and there's almost like this snow stuff going on and um, it's decrepit and there's other creatures that are living there so basically the the show is kind of based around you know we're looking at some you know deeper issues different different topics going through that portal into these other worlds and other universes um, and I'm doing that tonight with history <laughs> and uh, haunted locations <clears throat> so um, Oh, really, Andrew? Andrew's saying that they're, uh, Andrew Cubbage is saying that they're tearing down some of the historic buildings in Cushing, uh, Cushing, Oklahoma. That's sad. Um, I remember walking up and down that street, uh, your main drag there, and remarking about, you know, how, you know, well, we like the older buildings. <laughs> I mean, that's something, I say that's something that's a draw to us as paranormal investigators is that, you know, we really enjoy, um, you know, the history and the older buildings and getting a glimpse into the past of the way things were. And I, I think that's also something that needs to be differentiated here. I mean, even though, you know, we do enjoy looking back and, you know, experiencing the way things had been, um, I still like my computer. I still like my cell phone. You know, these are things that are... Um, you know, kind of almost like a basic necessity in today's society, in today's world. It connects us to, um, I'm, I'm able to do this, you know, for you guys tonight. You know, just, you know, sitting here chatting, I'm staring at a camera that's connected to you know, a device that's connected to the computer that goes out to the internet, and I'm able to broadcast here. And then I've got my phone over here, uh, where I've got Periscope on, and, you know, that's an, uh, yet another platform through my phone. You know, I actually don't even have to have this whole setup. I could just sit there on the phone and go live. Um, you know, that's that's wild. You know, so and this isn't to you know disparage technology. You know, I, I think technology is very important, and um, 
you know, because there are those that are just, you know, you know, basically put down, put down, put down technology, um, and are trying to harken back, you know, fully immersed into, um, into the way things had been, and that you just, it's not going to happen. <laughs> it's not going to work. Um, yeah, and if kind of that's your mentality, and you're trying to like save or preserve a haunted location, you're going to lose. Um, because you're going to need that technology to promote your place so people will come so you can keep it. Um, yeah. And Dawn is saying uh, in Kentucky they're demolishing old homes, um, really old homes for new crappy trap homes. Yeah, you know, I was just in, in one of those videos on Facebook, um, What I was one of the things that I had mentioned was um, my parents are looking at uh, moving now that my father is retired, my mom's been retired for um, a couple years now. Um, so they're looking to move back up um, a little bit north from where they are to get a little bit closer to family because they're kind of off on their own down where they're at. And so they're fixing up their house, getting it ready to sell. And so one of the pieces of property that they're looking at because they're they're thinking about you know building a retirement home, even though they previously thought they did. <laughs> um, you're putting in a new street. And part of the street, I guess, at the at the beginning of it, are these two old farmhouses. And so I guess they're going to blow those away, put in this new street, and then develop all this newer housing. And, you know, I was saddened by that. Because to me, it's like, you know, you could use those two older homes, those two older farmhouses, as like the cornerstones of driving into that community. So, you know, you could, you could even theme the, the place of... You know, here you got the two old houses at the front, and you go in, and it's like, um, you know, here's, it's like the whole vintage thing, the whole retro vintage, um, and we kind of play up to that. I mean, it's in our like baseball parks and all that, where they, you know, have a lot of throwback stuff to the old days, but then they keep everything new and modern. So you could do that with these two houses. You'll have that throwback um, as you go in, spiffy them up a little bit. You'll kind of make it, um, you know, look like a very um, so it's almost like a you know classy you know, older type, and then you go back and you know you can have the newer stuff back there, but you could theme the whole thing based off of that. But now they're gonna blow them away. So, um, you know that's and to me that's just sad. You know why tear down these these older houses just because they don't fit your modern motif? Um, you know preserve what we have now. That's the that's the quote. Um, that I had thrown up there at the beginning from John Ruskin. And, you know, basically, you know, <clears throat> he's saying, you know, preserve what we have. I mean, there's no way to get it back. You know, if if we blow it away, there's no way to get it back. So, um, you know, preserve what we have now and then take what we've learned from that in conjunction with what we're learning in the present to keep moving forward. So, you know, there's a lot of things that we can we can learn from the past if we just you know, look at it the right way. It's not just you know, this old junk. You know, there's a lot to be learned from it, and there's a lot to appreciate um, from these older uh, homes, buildings, uh, hotels, boats, whatever, whatever they are. You know, with, the, uh, with the goldenrod, um, you know, that was the last of its kind. You know, it was a, um, you know, this biggest, most luxurious showboat of its time. And over the years, all the other, you know, showboats along the Mississippi, you know, have gone by the wayside. And so this was 
the last one of its kind. Yes, it was in bad shape, um, but there were plans for it. They're going to bring it back to the St. Louis area, restore it, and start doing stuff out of it again. And then, you know, the the landowners decided, you know, they wanted it off that their land that bad right now, and burned it out. So. Dawn, they destroyed one of our historical battlefields. Wow, they built a golf course on a battlefield. Wow, now that's jacked up. Um, so, Jen K is saying in Cuba, Missouri, they are keeping bigger old buildings and tearing down the small old buildings. Hmm. Um, yeah, see, it's just, you know, it, it, different locations are doing different things. You know, you have. Um, you know, some places that are just blowing away everything. Um, some have put in ordinances. Where was it? Um, it was in Oregon. It may have been Portland, where they had some sort of ordinance in place that anything over 100 years old, you couldn't touch. <clears throat> but I guess their issue was that businesses weren't going into those older buildings and doing anything with them to, you know, uh, to modernize them and start using them. They're just leaving them derelict. And so they cut back on the ordinance. I can't remember exactly what it was. Um, and then, so businesses were coming in, blowing away the older buildings, and then building their new stuff. And then it got to the point where it was like, oh, they're doing too much of that. <laughs> so they couldn't figure out a balance. And I, I, and I think what it was, was, you know, by the modern businesses, I think they were, that was their way of playing hardball. Like, well, if you're not going to allow us in there to get rid of the buildings, we'll, we'll just back off, we'll let them stay derelict so that you'll eventually have to uh, give in. So, <clears throat> kind of sad. And, you know, that's one of those where, you know, I, I appreciate, I do, I, I appreciate business, I have a bit of a business background, um, but there's a lot of just cold-hearted assholes <laughs> in business as well, where it's, you know, they don't give a shit about history or whatever. They're only caring about the money. And that can't be, that can't be your first love. I mean, that's fine. You know, make ends meet. You know, if you want to build a big, successful business, that's fine. I don't care. Um, but don't ruin things for everybody else in the process. You know, those older places are there for us to enjoy. You know, they were somebody else's dream. Don't destroy somebody else's dream. You know, there's plenty of other places to do something with or revive it and, and you know any of our stuff that we envision today is based off of a lot of that stuff anyway so <clears throat> um, so there's another clip I wanted to show you and it's just it's just a, another piece of the goldenrod that I haven't really shown anywhere before but the reason why I'm showing it is because it's um, <clears throat> it's the area that Shauna and I always had we always felt stuff going through. And so this is kind of another one of those, um, even though I'm not really saying it to her at the time, because I just met Shauna, um, she was just kind of giving me the walkthrough. And so I wasn't really divulging anything that I was thinking or feeling or whatever to her at that time. But this is kind of the instance where I first got that feeling walking. It's always this passage up there on the second floor um, that we would feel stuff and we would see shadows and, and all kinds of things like that and so this is actually my first take of that and kind of another feeling that history and people around us
Oh, we'll get her right now. <laughs> that parents have those plates. Yeah, so that's a that's a little taste for you. Um, Bethany Warner asking, uh, in Europe they keep things around much longer. Why is that? Um, I think Europe may have learned a few lessons. <clears throat> you know, much much older out there, of course. Um, and Europe is lost a lot as well. You know, you think back to um, you know ancient times. You know, most of that stuff is gone. You know, and that's and when it when it comes to this. I've, I've thrown this out as an example before. Um, I can imagine you know archaeologists screaming um, you know at some of this um, neglect to history and the way people are just tearing shit down because they would kill for you know some pieces of ancient. Uh, ancient artifacts, ancient history, if it had stuck around, you know, because that they can't seem to find some different things from back in that day. Um, like the ancient tri triremes, um, they, they've never actually found one. Uh, those are the old, uh, you know, some of the old ships that they used to use. You know, they've, um, you know, they have different accounts of triremes, uh, whether through written text, um, you know, some artwork, things like that. But they've never actually found one, you know, um, so they would kill to have that, but <clears throat> nobody back then was thinking, I'm going to hang on to one, they just, you know, as they became outdated, you know, they just were lost, they were lost of time, you know, and there's a lot of difference, um, you know, you think about some of the different, like the Colossus of Rhodes, you know, <laughs> we would love to look at the Colossus of Rhodes right now, right, and it's gone, you know, you know, there's only one of the seven wonders of the world that are actually um, still around. So there's a lot of that stuff that they would love to have these days, <clears throat> and they just don't. And I should have gotten water. I should have, when I played that clip, gotten up and gotten myself a water. <laughs> I'm dying. <laughs> um, so, what was I saying? Okay, in Europe, yeah. So they may have learned a lesson or two <clears throat> from losing a lot of their history. So, And they also have a lot more history to hang on to than we do. But um, I think out there... They have probably over time developed a bit of an appreciation for what they do still have. You know, World War II decimated a lot of areas of Europe, so they lost a lot of things then too. Um, probably even World War One as well. But um, so over the years, they've lost so much. So I think they've developed a little bit. Yeah, let's hang on to that. Um, um, yeah. Have, from Crazy Canuck, have you seen how they're building new subway lines in England? They found so many uh, plague pits in England. Yeah, they've, they've found a lot of stuff like that. A lot of plague pits, um, old cemeteries, uh, old highways. It just um, A lot of that stuff got buried over time. I mean, London even has like a, a river that they've buried. <laughs> you know, it's kind of, it's kind of crazy, uh, some of the things. Um, I know there was something else here. Um, where was it? Um, okay. Creepy Karma asking, have you ever done any investigations on the Delta Queen? Um, nope. Not on the Delta Queen. And 
Okay. <clears throat> yep, I saw it. <laughs> um, yeah, there's a, a lot of endangered locations. Of course, one of the other endangered locations that uh, we're trying to help out right now is the Mineral Springs Hotel. Um, that one almost met the wrecking ball last year, so let me toss up Mineral Springs here real quick. I know a lot of you guys have heard me talk about this before. Um, it's just, you know, examples that are just right at the ready. And so, it doesn't, I mean, okay, from that, you're probably looking at it like, okay, that doesn't look like a lot. <clears throat> it's over 100 years old. It's actually five stories tall. Um, you can see the hill there and how it goes down. So it's, it's five stories. And, you know, it was one of those locations where, you know, back, you know, 100 years ago when they were going through the whole mineral water craze, people were going there to, uh, well, they were bottling it and selling it to drink. Uh, people were coming to the hotel to partake in the mineral waters and, and all of that. So there's a lot of that stuff. Um, it may have been some gangster stuff. You never know. Um, of course, there were some interesting deaths that happened there. How old it is, there's going to be that. So it has an interesting history and backstory to it. And it is freaking haunted as hell. So... Um, yeah, basically, it started off as a uh, as a slaughterhouse, and if you can imagine this back in the day, they didn't have a lot of ways to really keep things cool very well, right? It's, it's not like there were a lot of freezers and refrigerators and what have you, um, you know, a hundred years ago, right? So they were actually storing their meat in the caves down the road that kept pretty cool, but that was really inconvenient having to go out to caves and then you know bring it all back. So what they decided to do was to uh, dig down, to hit a well, and you know try to develop some ice there and make an ice house right on the location. Well, when they dug down for the well, they hit a, a natural spring, and so um, that's where the spring comes from. And they decided because there was the whole mineral water uh, popularity going on at that time that they were going to go ahead and forget the slaughterhouse. We're just going to start bottling water. And then they built the whole hotel up on top of it. So, very, very cool. And our buddy Andrew Cox was there as well. So, um, <laughs> Mike, go get some water. We're not going anywhere. <laughs> um, I probably should, shouldn't I? So, uh, yeah, Don, it was a little bit of a late start for it. I was trying to hurry up and get a bunch of stuff done. And then I had to, I was chatting with Shauna a little bit. Just, be, you know, because... Um, her vertigo, she's not going to be able to uh, partake. So, um, that's fine. I am going to run up and get a little water real quick. I'm going to play that clip for you guys again. So, here you go. Walk through again. Dance floor. Yeah, there we go. There used to be pictures all over the walls. Um, the various shows that those got taken down and
Okay, come on. There we go. <laughs> okay, so for those of you watching the replay, you're probably like, what the fuck, right? And I just messed up that light. But, you know, that's just the way that's the way it goes sometimes. This is our after-hour show, so expect the weird and unusual. So, okay. You know, my, my vision for this show was, you know, for Shauna and I to sit here and kind of chat about a little bit about the Golden Ride. I know she didn't want to get too deep into that because um, it's still affecting her a lot. Um, but to talk about you know, the haunted history in general and haunted locations that are in trouble, are in danger. So, um, <clears throat> so most of us, um, yeah, Carrie, uh, Carrie Parish. Um, most of us European ancestry, anyway. Anyway, so we already have a connection to those places. Um, it's tough, though, you know? Um, I mean, my family, okay, my heritage is German, Polish, Hungarian, a little bit of Scottish. So, I have an interest in those places, but not necessarily a connection, because it's so far removed, you know? Um, now, somebody who's like a uh, first or second generation immigrant, maybe, um, they might have a little bit of more of a pull or a draw to some of those uh, places, but um, like for me, I mean, my family's been here. Um, I'd be on my mom's side. I'd be third generation immigrant. On my dad's side, I mean, we've been here since like the 1690s. So I and there was an interest just because you know there is a heritage that comes back from there, but. Um, you know, like in Scotland, you know, Castle Grant would be an interest, Loch Ness, um, as far as, like, family connections, the Grant clan. Um, I mean, I just have, I have an interest overall in Scottish castles, because they're cool. In any castles in England, really. Um, but as far as, like, feeling a family connection to it, like, in some of, especially some of the other places, mm, I don't know. Um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Zippy, if you ever need to go AFK as Looney Tunes in here. I know, I know. But the thing is, Zippy, is that um, this is a show that is that ends up getting archived. So those watching the replay, you know, I, just, I want, you know, it's a loose-fitting show, you know. I mean, it's the whole after hours, you know, we're, we've kind of settled down. We're just kind of keeping chill. We're talking about some uh, you know, different, you know, supernatural and paranormal topics, but... There's still the whole fact that it's a show. <laughs> and so there's a little bit of professionalism that I want to keep uh, to go along with it. And that just, is it this? Yeah, it is this side. I really jacked that up, didn't I? Okay. So, um, yeah, so, and, and that's cool. You guys are putting in your different uh, you know, ethnic backgrounds. Um, that's cool. Um, and that's, that's something that's really interesting about America in general. It's just all of our different backgrounds and how we're all a little... You know, you can sit there and have conversation, you know, with anybody and, and talk about, you know, where's your family originally from? And have, like, some whole story, you know. Um, I actually feel kind of sad for those that really don't know that much because there are people that don't, so. I was fortunate enough in that um, on my dad's side, <clears throat> two of my uncles um, were very, very interested in, in our family history. So are my grandparents to a degree, but two of my uncles, my Uncle Chuck, Uncle Paul, um, they really, like, dug deep, you know, getting into the old records, um, my Uncle Chuck was traveling 
uh, in different parts of Europe and digging things up. So they were able to uncover a lot of that family history. So I'm kind of I'm the person of my generation that's carrying it on. Um, and that's another thing here that that pulls right into um, you know this the haunted history and trying to retain what we have is that um, I believe part of what we're supposed to do is pass things on to the next generation. We're terrible at it um, because if you notice a couple generations down the road we forget the mistakes of the previous generations and we make those mistakes again. So we don't and that's part of that's part of history. That's why people that end up getting you know have a terrible history teacher and they're like oh, I'm bored in history class and they don't really want to learn about it. They don't learn about some of those different mistakes and so they're like doomed to repeat, right? Um, so one of the things I think that we're supposed to do while we're here, and I think we have a lot of different purposes, uh, but I think one of them uh, that's kind of universal is to pass on to the next generation, whatever that is. Whether, you know, for me a lot of it is, a lot of it is history. Um, a lot of it is, you know, these different things that we're learning with the paranormal and the supernatural. For others, it may be a skill. Um, like my dad, my dad is uh, very, very creative in a different way. Where I, where I have you know writing that I'm creative with and you know video and all that. Um, he's creative with, with wood and uh, machinery, and so he's you know, he makes his own furniture. He builds his own house. You know, um, he's a tool and die maker by trade. So he has built machines um, and, and a lot of things like that. So he's always wanted to pass those skills on to somebody <clears throat> and so I've done some working with him and we've done some projects and uh, I did a project for Shauna last year for Christmas and, and all that and so um, it's while it hasn't been a big interest of mine I have allowed him to of course pass some of those things on to me and I made some stuff for my mom like years ago when I was a kid um, because who wouldn't like when they're seeing their dad do all this stuff kinda be like hey can I do that too so that's something as you know, skill set that he's you know always wanted to, to pass on to the next generation. So, um, Tom McNicholas, yeah, we can come back after we die to tell our story. True, and that's what I believe a lot of these spirits that we encounter are trying to do. They're trying to tell their story, and it might not be their entire story, but it's like a little vignette of something that's happened to them, you know, some sort of message, some sort of story of, hey, this happened, I will, you know, please remember, um, or maybe they're trying to convey some something that's going on there, you know. Um, so, you know, for me, you know, it's, it's the information that I'm collecting and sharing and putting in the books. You know, sometimes it's entertainment because I have some, you know, I have some fiction novels and so, but there's like you know, little insights in there that if you read between the lines, I'm kind of passing stuff along that way as well. And so, and I, I think that's what you know a lot of you know creative writers try to do is that there's something within their creative writing that they're trying to convey and pass on. And so, um, yeah, with haunted locations and in um, the buildings and all that, that's a big thing that we can pass on you know you hear about these different places that you know it's the, it's the last one that, ha that ever used this type of um, uh, building material or it was the last one that was built in this sort of fashion and then you look at it and it's gone you know um, so 
we're doing things here at Hunter Armina to try to help that. <laughs> so you guys are very familiar by now with the encounters with the paranormal books. And so that's just one way that we're trying to to help out. You know, especially with you know with these two. So this one helps the going around showboat. This one helps uh, Mineral Springs Hotel. And it's just really kind of the tip of the iceberg. You know, it it spreads some awareness. It raises a little bit of funds for them. But there's so much more that we can do. You know, um, and I'm not going to get up here and try to sell anything or whatever. That's not the purpose this video is about. The purpose is to talk about these types of locations. And I get ghosty sitting right behind my head. I just noticed that. Let's put him there. <laughs> um, and I guess really what I want to do is try to highlight some of these locations and, and pass on information about them, pass on the people's stories from within, and it help. You know, because it, it's, it's helping people from today. Um, people that work there, the people that take care of it, the people that have a much more vested um, interest in it. Like their heart and soul is in trying to keep this place up. Um, I've had so many people like that that are just, they're busting their ass for some place that, you know, they're just volunteering at, you know. They, they get no money whatsoever and they're spending like, you know, uh, it's almost like a full-time second job, you know. Um, but you're also helping the spirits of, or the people from yesterday, the people that were there, or the people that are spirits today. Um, and I think that's what a lot of people just don't understand. They can't wrap their head around because they don't believe in what we believe. Um, and Andrew Cox, um, I think Europeans could teach us Americans a few things because they respect things more. Um, you know, we were just talking about that uh, a little bit ago. And I guess I missed Don leaving. Um, where, yeah, I, I think because they've lost so much. Like they've lost a lot more than we've ever even had. So I think they've learned to appreciate it a little bit more. Um, but yeah, it's, it's helping different people out in different planes of existence. And not only that but people that haven't even come to experience it yet so could be uh, school children from from a class you know and that's I think that's kind of usually the number one thing that's thrown out there well you know the kids can come and learn about the place you know like um, you know, a fairy plantation they've left it as a you know living history museum um, there's some that some want to get rid of it um, the uh, you know the, the city has always just wanted that property you could you know put another you know, expensive house on and reap the uh, the tax benefit. Um, but there's some people that have wanted it to be just a like regular museum. You walk through, things are you know cordoned off. You can't touch certain things that in that thing. Um, but the woman who had kept it up for so long, spent decades um, keeping up this house. Um, you know, it was always supposed to be passed on as a living history museum. And so they've maintained that at the Fairy Plantation. Fairy Plantation, of course, is another one that um, that's going to be the, the next book um, that we're going to help out with. And, you know, kids going into a place, 
the hands-on, be able to interact with a lot of this stuff, well, they're always going to remember that. You know, they're going to be learning specifically about things from the past. They'll be able to take that on into the future. I mean, that's where, you know, when I was a kid and, and we were going on field trips in some of these different places where you could, like, you know, really get in. Um, Sturbridge Village, Mark Twain House, you know, a lot of different places. And, um, you know, so I have distinct memories. That's maybe part of where I... I, I grew an appreciation for a lot of these things. So, um, yeah, so it's kind of like, that's always a big one, you know, kids <clears throat> and helping them. But, um, you know, anybody that hasn't visited yet or hasn't experienced the location can learn a lot once they go there. But if, this, but if the location's gone, they can't ever. You know, I, I feel sad for those that weren't ever able to experience the Goldenrod showboat. I mean, to think about, you know, how, you know, there's videos out there. It, you go to um, goldenrodshowboat.com, they have some videos out there from like 1986 when it was still uh, parked out there um, by, the, uh, by the arch. And they got some ragtime stuff going on and actors and actresses out there kind of doing their thing and it's just like fun to watch or having a good old time you know on this vintage showboat um you know to be able to experience that and see that and actually see history playing out before you you know they're already at that time harkening back to an older day but you actually get to see it played out in front of you it's freaking awesome um I have to hit show on those. I, I should. I just should just let all curse words go through. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, there's a Mark Twain cabin right outside of town. Um, where you at? Because yeah, there's a couple different. Um, like the Mark Twain birthplace and all that. The the Mark Twain house that I'm talking about is the one in Connecticut. Um, that's the one where he spent like most of his adult life after he'd become you know famous writer um, and that, that place is actually really cool and that is supposed to be pretty haunted as well and I believe we, we experienced a little bit of something there when we were actually um, on that field trip it's a vague memory though so I can't really chalk it up to anything <clears throat> I mean I remember Remember the staircase, the second floor, um, specifically, which is kind of where we may have experienced something, the stenciling along the walls. Um, the lower level has like museum artifacts. They had his old bike, and his old bike was built by the, uh, the company my dad was working for, which is Columbia. Um, so that, that's some stuff I remember. I remember the bus ride down there, too. <laughs> um, uh, Hannibal, Missouri is where Tom Sawyer was based. Okay. Yep. So, yeah, so, haunted history, endangered haunted history. So what I want to do with this and where I want to go with all of this, like I said, we have the, uh, the series that we've started on the Hunter Road Media Facebook page. And as we visit some more of these different locations that you know are endangered you know, we're going to be showcasing a lot more from them so you'll see you'll see more goldenrod stuff we have the whole you know goldenrod um final investigations that we're putting out there 
It's more, of course, to be done at Mineral Springs, Ferry Plantation. There's other endangered locations that are out there, of course, too. Those I just keep naming those off because those are always the ones on the top of my head. Uh, I've just I've done quite a bit at those locations. So, um, Ether Shadow, if you ever get a chance to go to Northern New York, Ogdensburg, <clears throat> love to go there. Let's do it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, where I want to go with this is kind of show you in depth you know not just this is a building because it's not just about the building I mean the building contains the energy of of these people of the lives that they led you know of the love that they had for each other good times and bad tragedies that happened there but it's all it's all something that can be experienced, you know. Um, the only place that you can actually really experience it is in the location. Now, when I showed you that clip here, the first walkthrough, when I first um, experienced that, here, we'll, we'll go through it again, just real quick. So you're seeing this, <clears throat> you're like, okay, he's walking into the lobby, and well, we're panning up to the ceiling. You're like, okay, yeah, that's that's cool. You know, here's old, you know, showboat lobby, nice wood floors, right? You're just seeing it, right? And there's probably some sensitive psychics out there that are like, well, you know, I'm seeing this, and there's this person there, and I'll. I understand that it's completely and totally different actually being in there and walking through it yourself you know I can remember the feeling that I had walking through there but I can't experience it again the way I did then because I'm not actually in it so um, you know it's very very different actually being at the location and feeling the energy that's there <clears throat> And so that's one of the bigger reasons why we have to save these places is because, you know, when it's gone, it's gone. You know, the spirits may linger there. They may go off somewhere else. We don't know. That's a, that's a question that we're going to try to answer whenever Shauna and I have talked about um, wanting to get back down there at some point, just kind of walk along and see if anybody's still hanging around and hopefully they've gone off somewhere else because to think that they're just lingering around the site where it had been sitting. No. Um, but that's why, you know, places like Mineral Springs, you know, Ferry Plantation, uh, I was talking with uh, Sabrina about Selma House because I think that was a location. But there's a lot of locations around. Um, even, you know, places like the Stone Lion Inn, you know. Um, you know, I mean, Becky's running her uh, murder mystery dinner theaters out of there, but, you know, there's a lot of work that has to be put into that to keep it up. You know, it takes a lot of money to do that. You know, I'd, I'd hate to see some place like that after, you know, I mean, hate to say it, you know, but you know, we don't live forever, right? That's one thing we all have in common. So at some point, somebody else has to pick up the torch and carry it on. So if, you know, that's a place that's lost. I mean, shit. I'd, I'd hate to. I'd hate to see that. You know. I'd, you know. There's so much. I, I talk. I talk about that quite a bit. That you know, uh, Stone Line is a place that you just walk up to and you're like, look at that's a haunted house. Yep. 
And then when you first walk in, there's just such an ambiance about the place that um, you, just, you can feel the, the, the spirits that are in there. You know, you, you hear the footsteps, doors creaking open and closing on their own. Um, just the whole vibe of the place, you feel it around you. And you can't, you can't replace that with some other building that you stick on top of there. So, um, yeah, <laughs> trying to uh, trying to take a peek down here in chat. So, um, you guys are a little all over the place. It's all right. You guys, you guys chat away. Mad Hatters, you guys are awesome. Um, so, yeah, to lose a place like that, to me, is extremely heartbreaking because you can never get that back. That that energy, that ambiance, even if, you know, when you put another building in its place, you, you know, you might get some residual stuff. I mean, that's why we see, like, you know, people walking through walls of places that don't exist anymore. Um, there may be some, some spirits that are hanging out there from a previous building, but it's different. It's not the same as it, the original building that was there. So... You know, I'm speaking. I'm speaking mostly from a, a spiritual sense here, but you know, again, with with these places, and once they're gone, they're gone. You cannot. I guess my point is, is that even with you know, like with the goldenrod, if they were to completely reconstruct the goldenrod, right? That walk through the hallway that I showed you can't happen again. It's just not. It, it, it just it can't happen again. Um, that feeling of of walking in there, it's just not going to happen. Um, the other one that I showed, where we were upstairs through that passageway, basically goes from the balcony into the dining area. That uh, probably Charlie that's up in there. We never got a chance to really confirm that. I'm not going to get that. I mean, maybe it's some out of somewhere. Charlie could come back. But within the structure itself, there's an energy that's retained that you just can't recreate with a reconstruction. Because as life happens, as we do things, the energy that we project out is captured within the walls around you. That's why when you walk into a place and you can just like you know, feel, shit, something's happened here, you know, um, or, well, this is kind of a morbid place, you know, whatever it is, you know, it's the walls around you have captured shit that's gone on, you know, or, oh, this is sterile, <laughs> you know, it, that happens too, um, so you can't, re you can't recreate that aspect of it, you know, so it might look like it, you know, you got some of the objects from it. It's like, okay, maybe a little. We can't recreate the whole thing. So, somebody's making cupcakes. <laughs> um, yeah. So. All right. So, I guess maybe we'll, uh, if you guys have some questions, throw them in down there. <clears throat> My voice is kind of just really shy right now. Um went a little bit differently with this segment than I thought it was going to go because unfortunately we lost Shauna for the evening and again throw some positive energy out there for her um, 
she could really use it. So the vertigo has just really been messing with her. So I need to hydrate a little bit better before these shows. So on tap, um, well, I, I will go ahead and go through it again. So, of course, we have all three, the books, right? This one, you know, okay, so that's the stone line in that I was just talking about, right? Um, we actually didn't have, like, a support thing thrown in place for this. You know, I didn't think about it at that point. It's like, um, it came about with, with Encounters with the Paranormal 2. So this is something where the Goldenrod Showboat, I mean, it's, like, it's our catalyst for... For a shit ton of what we're doing right now, okay? The Goldenrod Showboat, even, you know, before the tragedy of it being burned, when it was just, like, threatened, right? Um, and they were just trying to raise money to, you know, get it moved to St. Louis and all that stuff. It became a big catalyst for what we're doing now. Um, so we decided that part of the proceeds of the book would be, you know, used to help that. Um, and it's still will. Whatever memorial they put together... Or even if they try to do some reconstruction or whatever, part of the funds will go toward that. So, this will always be remembered. We're going to make sure Goldenrod is always, always, always remembered. Um, because it's become a huge part of what we're doing right now. Um, even though it's gone. Even though... <sighs> even though... It'll come up. I really got to start using some other software. Even though it now looks like that. That's really sad to look at. Even though... Well, and, and now they're tearing apart the hole. So it's even worse than that now. You know, it is a huge catalyst of what we're doing right now. So it has become an inspiration for us to try to help these other locations so they don't meet that same fate. And so, you know, with, with Mineral Springs, you know, we're doing the same thing, but it's through other things that we're going to do. We're going to be having a Hunter Road Media um, Authors event uh, this coming year, 2018. And so, you know, part of the proceeds from that are going to go, you know, toward Mineral Springs. So, we're going to start doing more things like that, too. You know, we'll do some fundraising things, um, start raising more awareness, and, and do a, a number of other different things to help these locations. Um, yeah, once they're gone, they're freaking gone. You cannot recreate them. Any any replica that you put together is not the same thing. So, and that's kind of what Ruskin is, is talking there at the time. You, to preserve the history. Preserve it. Crazy Canuck. Did they find out who burned the showboat? We know who burned the showboat. But you're talking local small town politics. So... I don't know where a lot of that is standing right now. I mean, it's last I heard, it was kind of status quo. It's kind of the way it had been, <clears throat> which was, um, you know, some fingers were pointed in a local paper at in the fire department, but that's not all who was involved. Um, you know, they they were extremely slow to respond, so it kind of makes you wonder why. Um, but, you know, really the, the culprit comes down to the landowners. You know, they had even, you know, publicly, you know, a long time ago on the, on the Goldenrod page, it actually, you know, said stuff about, you know, wanting the thing burned down. Um, and so, 
we've known for a while that they've wanted it gone. They've it, that's been pretty public. <clears throat> they may not have been the one the ones that actually physically torched it, but it's easy to give you know Jimmy Joe Bob over there you know twenty bucks to you know go light the thing up, you know. So, um, okay, cool. We got some questions coming in. Uh, from Ether Shadow, Mike, what plans do you have to keep the showboat memory other than the book, a monument with plaque? Okay, so the um, the Historic Riverboat Association, when a year and a half ago, almost two years ago now, um, when they first thought that they were going to lose the, sh the showboat, because a lot of weird stuff happened. So to try to save the showboat, they took the thing up out of the water because there was a bunch of stuff going on with the hull. And so they were going to put it on land. Not on land, but in that process of moving it, the hole buckled. So, um, originally they thought that they were going to lose it. That was when, um, the first time around, that um, they had actually set a date that, you know, they had like a final ceremony and everything on it. And then um, the landowners at that time were going to scrap it. However, there was some legal wrangling, and the Historic Riverboat Association got the thing back. Um, and basically, we just weren't on there for several months. Um, so the Historic Riverboat Association got it back, and to with the caveat of moving it to St. Louis, um, in that area, and you know start to restore it. So, but that first time around, when they thought they were going to lose it, they had that final ceremony and all that stuff. They had removed. Um, a lot of the objects um, and, and parts of the showboat out of it. So that's all stored away somewhere. So and then all this other stuff happened. Basically what, what did end the Golden Run was the flood um, earlier this year. So the flood happened, insurance company pulled out with it uninsured, the landowners played hardball um, and basically got control well, they, they played hardball, theoretically got some sort of control, and then just got rid of it. So, that's, that's kind of the <clears throat> abbreviated version of it. Okay. Um, so, as far as their plans with it, Monument or Plaque, <clears throat> they're going to do something with all those objects that they've pulled off of there. Probably some sort of museum or something. Um, whether they recreate it or not, I don't know. So we'll see what happens. That's very early yet. Andrew Cox, would they hang people in Europe if they tore down history? I don't know if they hang anybody anymore. Like at all. I mean, some people might get the death sentence for something, but I don't think they actually hang people. Um, well, down to that, yeah, that answers your question too. Andrew Cubbage, um, Finding people trapped from history when you investigated here before. Oh, at um, Cimarron Towers. Um, Andrew, I have to go back through my stuff. <laughs> I, mean, I remember capturing some EVPs. I just I don't remember the specifics, buddy. Um, I'm gonna have to go back through my stuff and, and and see what we had discovered. I just off the top of my head, I don't. I don't remember. I, I Like I said, I remember getting some EVPs. I think there was somebody named Bob in one of the stairwells. I, I, th I think I distinctly remember Bob in the stairwell. Um, I, you know, um, let me let me bring up some stuff. I'll have to 
it's going to be on my, my backup drive. So, I'll find all that. So, um, yeah, Andrew, yeah, Andrew Cox had um, donated money to the Golden Rod. That was, um, <clears throat> that was back during the flood. So, and, and Andrew, all that, all that will be used toward um, the memorial. There's, right now where all the stuff is at, there's some storage fees and all that. So, um, Yeah, um, Patrick, land, the crazy Canuck, landowners need to be brought back up on charges for arson. Well, we'll see where all that ends up. I don't, I mean, I'm not involved with all of that. Um, yeah, Brian donated money three months ago. I don't even know what you're talking about. So, because I don't. I don't take donations. <laughs> I mean, the golden the golden rod um, is taking donations, and you know they have always put that money to good use. So um, you know, I did because um, they did a GoFundMe um, back in when was the flood? April or May? So um, if you donated to the GoFundMe, then you donated to the GoFundMe, and so the golden rod has used that to some degree. So, all right, so I think I'm going to wrap it up here. We'll start doing shout-outs. My voice is just shot, and you know, I'm, I'm sorry Shauna couldn't be here with us tonight. And um, like I said, throw out some uh, positive vibes, some positive energy for her um, to get through her vertigo, because it's not a really bad. I mean, she's, she hasn't even been able to hang out and chat. So, um, all right. Can you still donate to the Goldenrod? Uh, yeah, you can. So if you go to uh, Goldenrod Showboat, Dot com they do still have a donate button so um, and that's that's what I do when uh, I send in the the donations for for this is I just go to their uh, their website hit the donate button and send in the uh, uh, the proceeds from the book so so yes you can so all right let's do some shout outs um Here we go. Try, try and bring up the chat screen. Here we go. Jan Rubino, if the Golden Rod builds a museum with spiritual follow, you know, I I hope so. I, I really do. Because uh, I hate to think that they're just wandering out there. So, yeah, for shout-outs, Jan Rubino, thank you very much. Zippy Davis, um, I appreciate the uh, the compliments. Donald Gorton, um, the crazy ass, yeah, I answered that. <laughs> so, Donald Gorton, one of our Cheshire cats, thank you. Uh, Andrew Cox, of course, is out here. Courtney Hill, you <laughs> popped in right at the end. Um, it's all right. <clears throat> Crazy Canuck, of course. Thank you very much for joining us, Patrick. Really appreciate that. Linda Miller, thanks again for joining us, and I hope you recover as well. Um, Brian636, thanks for joining us tonight. Um, Tracy Christian, thank you very much for joining us on this live stream. Uh, Ether Shadow, thank you for your questions as well and for joining us once again. Um, who else do we have? Andrew Covage, of course. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, and I'll, I'll go through that uh, that stuff for you. I'm, I'm, like I said, I know we got EVPs and stuff like that when we were there. Um, I think I already mentioned Zippy, right? Jen K, thank you again, of course. Um, who else do we have? Female Paranormal Investigators. Thanks for dropping in again. 
I got Linda, Andrew, yep, Andrew. Oh, here's one I hit, did not hit show on. <clears throat> uh, Carrie Parrish, thanks again, um, as always. Greg Rinkin, thanks for joining us again tonight. Um, who else do we have? Jen King, here we go. Okay, let me scroll down and see whoever's popping out of the woodwork, because that happens too. <laughs> um, Donna, no worries, my Cheshire cat has the chat. Awesome, I love it. Um, Sean Gilmore, thank you, appreciate it. Uh, the compliments on the show so um, and Tom McNicholas yes and I have to think you know okay Periscope down there thank you very much Periscope <laughs> um, yeah and so thank you all I know this show was a little bit and I, I appreciate the compliments I know the show was a little bit off um, you know I wasn't hydrated enough to start it was, the game was thrown a little bit off just because it, it just it didn't go as I originally envisioned, but I hope I put out enough information for you guys about um, endangered haunted history and the importance of you know needing pr to protect our historic locations and you know just I mean really the fact that we're going to dive more into this and get in more specific on some of these different locations that need to be helped and need to be saved. So um, that's really kind of the goal here is to you know, point out specific locations, and I know you already know of some because we talk about them all the time, um, that, we're, you know, we're going to try to help, and um, that other people need to be aware of. I mean, I'm, out, I'm already hearing from other, uh, you know, people that are like, yeah, we're going to the Ferry Plantation, you know, it's like, awesome, you know, happy to hear it, you know, if, if there's any bit, little bit of what I'm saying to people of, hey, go to this place, you know, investigate there, um, donate some money to them, um, help them out, whatever, so that they can keep their thing going. That's awesome. So, um, yep, yep. Um, yeah, and I do hope uh, Sean, Sean feels better, of course. So I'm trying to trying to read your chat. It's a little bit weird. <laughs> right? um, usually, I can play off on you know Vanessa or Shauna and be like, hey, you know, and they'll just look there. Okay, so yeah, like I said, I hope that little bit just kind of gets through and we'll we'll do some more um, there's one that is going downhill fast called stagecoach in by revenue okay thanks Sean uh, we'll check that out uh, I've heard I have heard of that so we'll definitely look into that you know any of these places if you guys have I um, some locations that you know about that uh, like that thank you Sean Gilmore uh, throw them out here we'll look into them um, we'll connect contact all that and see what we can do, you know? So, I believe that is it for tonight. All right. Thank you guys for hanging out again. It is, uh, shoot, it is 11 after 12. It's after midnight here in the East. <laughs> so, yeah. Really, really do appreciate you guys hanging out. So, next week, um, after the rabbit hole next week, we have Chuck Banks coming on. I don't know yet for Inside the Upside Down. I don't. You need to figure something out. So, all right. You guys have a great night. Again, appreciate it. Take care. Till next time.